This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hey everybody, welcome to the H Changer Show. My name is Carmen Furrow and this is my husband Len Furrow, the founder of Summit Life Ministries. This show is brought to you by Summit Life Ministries and here our mission is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision for us as believers to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. That's our mission and that's what we're all running after. Well, this week we've done Hell's Best Kept Secret and it's been illuminating and invigorating to to see and to to get a better understanding of that and today we're going to be talking about questions but before we do questions do you have anything you want to say well as most of you can see david is not here uh because david loves to hunt and so i'm just going to go ahead and make this public statement on this show <laughs> he has abandoned me to do this by myself except uh, with Carmen, but normally we do it all together as a team. Uh, but he is enjoying a beautiful week here in East Central Iowa. Our temperatures have been uh, outstanding Amazing. and it's been a, a very enjoyable week with warmer weather. This is the, uh, I think the last hurrah. Um, yep. This is kind of an Indian summer moment, yep. uh, but temperatures are gonna drop down next week. So jumping to questions, um, we'll start with the first one. Um, if Satan governs over earth and mankind, how then can those that are trying to be followers of God, the weak and the broken, as you put it, grow more in their strength to overcome the devil and his schemes besides diving into his word and meditating on it? So we know that that's part of it. Get into the word and meditate on it. Is there more in developing that? Yeah, very good question, but I do want to maybe change the way the question is stated because it okay. says, if Satan governs over the earth and mankind, I want us to just receive truth so that truth can set us free. I believe that Satan no longer has the authority to govern the earth and he no longer has the right to enslave mankind. And that's really been a, a point that we've mm -hmm. been trying to make. However, he does have influence over our earth and over humanity because he continues to keep this secret, which mm -hmm. we've been trying to do an expose on, to expose uh, his lie, mm -hmm. to expose his deception. So right now, Satan, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, has no right or power over you any longer. You have been translated from the dominion or the authority of darkness, and you've been brought into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God's dear son. It is very important that you understand that God has restored in Christ back to you an authority that he stole mm -hmm. and that that authority has been reinstated into the life, our life as believers. When Jesus got ready to ascend and he said, uh, I want you to go into the nations. I want you to preach, proclaim the gospel, 
which is the message that his kingdom and its authority has been returned to earth. And, and, and then when he said go, mm -hmm. that's why we call it a commission. It is an authorization. You don't authorize somebody to do something that they don't have a power or an ability right. or an authority to do. So right there, there was a transfer of power and authority. But our power and authority is no longer just limited to the scene realm, to the earth. He said, all power and authority has been given to me both in heaven and on the earth. Now, when we get back to this message and get on this series, we're going to talk about the ascension, the resurrection and the ascension and his coronation and his being seated to receive a kingdom. And you go, well, Lynn, he, Jesus just returned back uh, to where he came from. However, he returned back to heaven in a different form right. than when he was sent to earth. He returned as a man. He did not divest himself of his human form. So now the ruler of the universe is a glorified man. Wow. I want us to just take a moment of, of a pause, which the Psalms describes as a Selah moment. <laughs> the God of the universe entered into time and space, became a man, so that men can become the sons of God. So when he ascended up, he did not divest himself of his humanity. When he appeared as a resurrected man, the first fruits of the resurrection, the first human being to come back from the dead. This was not a resuscitation. There were many resuscitations in Scripture. This was a resurrection. And, and the difference between a resuscitation and a resurrection is when he raised Lazarus from the dead, Lazarus died eventually um, again. With resurrection, life, and power, death no longer has dominion. He lives to never die again, and he has the power of an endless life. So he said to his disciples, Flesh and uh, or spirits do not have what I possess. He goes, A spirit is not flesh and bones. I want you to touch me. Mm -hmm. I am fully human, but I have been resurrected from the dead. Well, that resurrected human first fruits of the resurrection, is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says to us that the Father said to him, sit at my right hand, the right hand of my favor, and I want you to reign until all of your adversaries have been put under your feet. So our authority is not just earthly or that which is seen. Because we're in relationship with Christ, we have influence in heaven. And if we ever teach on prayer, I, I, you know, I want to again uh, empower the body of Christ to see how effective and powerful their prayers can be. Because you're not just here doing things that can make a change in the earth. No, the change that you're bringing to the earth is eternal 
transformation and change. We're actually, again, hmm. we're changing the age, yeah, age because your prayers are, are powerful because you have the ability um, to, to transact business in the unseen realm, uh, to transfer the wealth of heaven, the transfer the, the power of heaven into the earth. So we're uh, gates. We, we are gates. We open up the gates. So a part of the renewal truth that I want us to have is let's not look at Satan as the governor or ruler of this earth anymore. He has been unseated. He has been overthrown. Christ has overthrown him. A man overthrew this dark lord of the planet. There is a new king. There's a new ruler of the earth. This is good news. This the gospel. Is, this is the gospel. <laughs> That's why we preach the gospel is not just about men can be reconciled to God and forgiven. This is declaring that Jesus is the king of the earth. Satan is no longer Lord here. Satan is no longer ruling. Jesus is. And so a part of us in answering the question, uh, you know, in finishing this up, it, it is not just about, um, I forget how they word it in the, in, the, in the question, of trying to ward off Satan's attacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though we are weak and susceptible uh, to his attacks, we need to have a, a perspective and a viewpoint that we're not you know, just trying to, to fend off mm -hmm his aggression because he has all this power and authority. So we're not in the place of weakness. We are not playing defense. Mm -hmm. And again, as I've repeated, when, when Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, we will prevail against the gates of hell. The imagery is of an army that is laying siege to a kingdom that is about to be uh, overthrown, a kingdom that is going to be conquered and taken. You know, Never have I ever seen a gate post or a gate, you know, chasing down Christians and we're trying to defend right. uh, against it. No, a gate is a stronghold, a defensive position that a city has in biblical days or in previous times of human history. And armies would attack those defensive positions because they knew that the doorway was a weakness. Mm -hmm. And if you could take the gate of a city, you took the city itself. And so we aren't a prevailing army. So a part of it is renewing our mind to see ourselves as regents now, restored in authority, restored in our regency. You know, this is what we call the authority of the believer that has a representative in heaven that is is resourcing his army. There's no logistical problem for the army of God in the earth. We have been given the richness of the treasury mm -hmm. of our king and his kingdom to be able to aggressively engage in a warfare till the last gate of hell is taken. Um, we've slid right into our next question, I feel like. Um, it talks about speaking about the authority that we have as Christians and what was done for us on the cross. And then in the scripture and other resources, where's a good place to start to understand that and to grow in that more? 
and our understanding of it. Where would you point people in the scriptures to start digging into that? These are great questions. Um, and I guess I, I want to, I'm not going to try to be repetitive, but more than just finding a verse that states it, mm-hmm. you know, because like Ephesians chapter 6 says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Mm-hmm. And it talks about being given and being clothed with the armor of God. More than us just knowing what the Bible says. It is allowing the word to transform the way you think. I know a lot of Christians that have a lot of biblical information, but it is not incarnational, therefore it's not led to their transformation. And when we talk about incarnational, it means that the word is becoming flesh. It's who you are, and then because of who you are, in your nature it comes out as proven character which leads to lifestyle and if someone has that you can see that in their life so in case you're like well do i have you know has that work been done in me ask the people around you and they'll tell you if you've changed if you're the same that you've always been or if you've changed and what can they see of the word of god growing inside of you that's i feel like that's a good mirror like like do you see me the same? Have I changed since I've been a believer? What do you see growing the fruit? What's the fruit that you see? Right. So when the truth is incarnational, this is what happens to a believer. I've, I've made these statements as I've taught, even in this series. Christians begin to see their worldview changes, and they begin to see themselves the way God sees them. And because they see themselves the way God sees them, they start carrying their heart in a different way. So I know whether someone knows their love, they're loved by God, the Father, by the way they act. They become confident in love, the fears, the insecurities. And so I know uh, when believers do not... uh, function in walking in the love of the Father because you have to keep telling them who they are. Mm -hmm. If every day you came to me, Carmen, and said, could you tell me again that I'm your wife? I would say, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Of course you're my wife. I remember seasons though, and I, when you would say, when you would say to me, Quit being so insecure. I love you already. You, I, you know that I do. But I had to grow in this understanding that no matter what I did, you still loved me. That yes. it wasn't based on today. Did right. you decide to love me today? That you had already set your love on me. And I had mm-hmm. to grow into that to where I felt secure. And, you know, I think we, we continue to grow in that. And I think I continue to grow in that. And you've continued to grow in knowing mm-hmm. that I love you no matter what. But that's a part of maturing in love. Yeah, and it's not that we don't like um, reinforcement. That's why God says, I love you. Right. You know, he will tell you that. Just like any person that um, is in love with something, that person, the love that they have for that person is going to be uh, demonstrated. It's going to be outwardly reflected. 
but it's amazing and i said this a couple of weeks ago how the pastors will get up and they will mm -hmm. constantly tell god's people you have an identity and that god loves you and then they have to keep stating it because people are they hear it here but it's not an experiential revelation mm -hmm. there are certain things that you've got to allow god to settle into in your heart we've got to settle this issue if we are in Christ, God loves us the way He loves Jesus. And so Paul said in Romans 8, I am convinced, I'm persuaded that nothing past, present, and future, and things in my past, things in my present, things in my future, cannot separate me from the love of God that's been revealed through Christ Jesus the Lord. So if you're out there and you vacillate and you're going, you know, I, how do I have authority? Can you convince me that I got authority? What Bible verse can I find to have authority? The Bible's filled, mm -hmm. and specifically in the New Testament, that talks about your authority in Christ. But if you do want some place to go to study, go to what I consider the Mount Everest of the New Testament, and that's the book of Ephesians. And learn how to be seated with Christ, learn how to walk with Christ, learn how to stand. Mm -hmm in Christ and because you will in those first couple chapters here Paul talked about in Christ in Christ mm -hmm. in Christ in Christ who you are in Jesus if you take a year and read and reread the book of Ephesians and and fully integrate that and renew your mind with it but absorb it and allow again that the word become flesh in you it will transform your life. But if you just read it informationally and do not allow it to displace the paradigms of deception that you believe, I don't think God can love you. Your past is too bad for God to overcome that. Uh, there are many people that, well, I think the devil still has uh, uh, power over the earth. Well, as long as you believe that deception, the only power the devil has right now is the power we give him. So yeah. you see many people that are outside of the kingdom of God, they give him place and through lies and deceptions, he establishes leverage over their life. But for the Christian, the only power the devil has over us is what we give him. And so he wants to loom large in our thinking to make us think that this contest has not been settled, his fate is not sealed, and that somehow we can still be victimized by him on a regular basis. And so settle it. Say enough is enough. And I do believe in, in you know, respecting authority. So when I talk about I'm done with the devil, um, it's not that I don't believe that he's real and that we don't come against him and that he is an ancient foe that's very crafty. But many Christians give so much place to him that they serve an ever-shrinking God and an ever-growing devil. Matter of fact, Christians can be so obsessed over who they think the devil is and the power that he possesses that they talk about the devil more than they talk about the greatness and the glory and the victory right. of Christ through the cross. And we've just got to 
I just say, honey, we've shrunk the devil. You know, that <laughs> Disney put out a series of movies uh, a number of years ago, and it was, honey, I shrunk the kid. Well, kids, I wish the church would say, honey, we're going to start shrinking the devil uh, because we're going to put him back into his place of his condition now after the Amen. appearing of our great and God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Displaced. No longer in this. So, a good place to understand your identity in Christ. Book of Ephesians. Memorize it. And it will transform you. And to tag on that, I was just talking to a friend of mine today, and we were talking about how when you interact with the Word, it's different than just reading. So reading is a place to start, but, but a good way to interact with it, because the living Word, Jesus is the living Word. So, speak the Word... Um, pray the word and personalize the make word. Make it a, 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 apply to you. But but I was telling her, um, even when I teach my daughter the word of God and I walk through it, I see as I start to explain it, when I've just read it, I just read it and I may think a few things about it, write them down. But when I start to explain it and I'm interacting with it and putting more vocabulary with it, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will give me another scripture that goes with that and then I'll link that to it in another scripture and another scripture or I'll get an, another truth revelation about it that I wasn't even thinking about before just because I'm interacting with the word not just doing it in one way but just trying to like have fellowship with the word I know that kind of sounds mm -hmm. weird but no that's Carmen, how that works for me because <laughs> you're fellowshipping with Christ with Christ who is the living word who who has revealed himself through his written word and so when I said, you know, personalize it, interact with it, as if Jesus is saying it yeah. to you. Don't and and I understand we've got to contextualize the scripture. There was an audience that it was addressed to, uh, but you have to personalize it. So when when it calls, uh, describes the the church as saints, he's talking to you. God views you yeah. as a saint. Um, when it talks about God's profound ocean of love that he has for his people that he wants to root us and ground us in that love that's not for them and you're the outsider looking right. in this message is directed to you so grow up in his love grow up in him but we grow up in him through divine love yeah. that's a great way to be rooted and grounded yeah if if my children every day and I'm just approaching mm -hmm. this illustration, but you know, through a different angle. How heartbreaking it would be as a dad if my kids every day came to me and said, would you be my daddy? Would you be my dad? Uh, I would be heartbroken that they were not convinced of the reality of my love for them. And I want them to be secure in their identity. Uh, and identity then leads to a confidence in exercising authority. Because when, when your dad is God. There should be some confidence in you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there, even though there can be intimidating times, but you can go into intimidating situations. But when you know your dad is God, uh, your dad is Abba Father, you can be confident uh, in love to know that nothing can separate you from his love 
and then you have an ability to change the dynamics of what is going on in that situation because you have an authority there in Christ. Thank when we God. say in Christ, it's as if Jesus were there. That's powerful. Yeah, we're just representing Jesus in those environments. Well, thank you guys for being with us today. We're going to wrap up there. Um, again, if you have questions like we're answering today, please submit those as you go through the week and as you listen to the podcast um, so that we have those when we come to our question and answer day. Um, if you are interested in Summit Life Ministries, please check us out at summitlifeministries.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Um, sub uh, subscribe on YouTube. I'm trying to hit all the social markers there. Um, but we really appreciate you. Did you want to add something? Yeah. Next Monday, we've been on this series called Age Changers, and then we have certain segments of the series. Next week, we're going to go off-road, but we will get back. But I'm going to spend uh, probably next week discerning some of the vital issues that face our nation. And we just this week had an election, and the outcome uh, is still in doubt right now several days after the election and this podcast we talked about how we want it to be a, a moment where we discern uh, vital issues in the church and so we're going to uh, talk about some of the issues prophetically that we need to discern because uh, God doesn't want us going into the future blind right. no he wants to give us understanding of what he's doing uh, in our times and many Christians are just reacting we are to respond to God and then take appropriate action based upon us understanding what's going on God wants us to understand so we're gonna go off-road but I don't want you to miss it because I believe it can help you discern our times so thank you God bless you we'll see you next week bless you love you What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.